welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. the Lord. Yeah, look, uh, have a seat again. There's that passage we heard earlier, the prophecy from the book of Isaiah. A child is born, a son is given, but the government will be on his shoulders. In other words, no ordinary baby. Now, um, I don't know. uh, Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I want to just say thank you to everyone uh, who's involved in this service. And as I said, there's a fair bit of adjustment from having to come from the courtyard in here. And there's a lot of rehearsals, as you can imagine, with all the amazing musical uh, items we've had. And it's not over uh, because on Christmas Day, we get to hear some of them again and some more carols. So this Friday, we meet at 9am in here. We always have a one-hour service so people are free to go off and enjoy lunch with family and friends. So uh, 9am on Friday uh, for one... uh, more go at the carols. Don't you love it? It doesn't get any uh, less exciting and wonderful and uh, all the years we've been doing Christmas in this church and wherever you are, I trust that you catch that excitement. And uh, kids, it's just five more sleeps. And uh, big kids, it's still also five more sleeps because waiting, uh, who's looking forward to Christmas Day? I mean, who finds it a little hard to wait? Um, you know, but you know, see, waiting can be challenging, but we all have to do it all the time. Like waiting at the lights for the light to turn green in the car, waiting when you call a bank or a telco and you've got that stupid voice that pretends to be a human, but you know it's a computer that says, hey, just say in a few words and then I'll be back to you. And it's like, you're not a human. And, you, and then they, you know, we want to really help you and we're doing our best. It's like, I don't think you're doing your best because it's not happening and I'm waiting. And then, uh, and then the supermarket, you're there with your trolley and you arrive at the checkout Tell me you don't do this, that you're looking and scanning, which is the shortest aisle. But it's not just the shortest aisle, it's how much stuff have they got in the trolley. And it's not just that, it's who's on the checkout. Because you look over there, it's like Marjorie, she is fast. She doesn't talk, she's always in a bad mood, it's great. Zip, zip, zip. Over here, young Simon, I mean, he's a nice guy, but he's got his learner permit on, he's like, oh, hello, you know. And then here's, you know, Felicity, she's kind of in between, she's like reasonably efficient, but then she gets into a conversation. And even when they've paid and you're ready to go, and they're like, yeah, well, anyway, say hello to Philip for me. It's like, no, no, it's not the time. So then you think, so what's the alternative these days? Self-serve. Ah, but that's problematic too because the stupid thing says you didn't put the bag down properly. Call assistant. And beans, where are the beans? I've got to measure the beans. It's a friend of mine has problems with this. I don't know. It's just we've got to pray for patience for some people. But so for myself, uh, you know, uh, oh, and kids, you've got to wait all the time. You've got to wait for mum and dad. You've got to wait at school. You've got to wait for the teacher to finish the instructions so you can play the game. Wait for the end of the day. Wait for the end of the year. Or waiting, I got a friend in Sydney, we've got several friends in Sydney waiting for the test, for the COVID test to see if they can get on with their life. And all over the world this year, people have been waiting, waiting for restrictions to hopefully lift so they can go and visit family and friends in other states and other countries. 
And uh, as you can see from what I'm saying, that I, I personally find waiting a little tough because I'm not one of those naturally patient people who don't mind waiting. Had you not picked that up after 33 years? Well, I'm glad you're here this morning, sister, because, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I think God, um, uh, you know, he's always working on us and, um, and God sent me uh, to live in Russia. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, where waiting was very much a part of life because they were stuck between two systems. As far as a consumer goes, they had the old communist system of supply, which was never good in it, at its heyday. Uh, and, uh, and then they had the you know, free enterprise capitalist system that we're used to, where you've got supermarkets and shops of all kinds, and that really hadn't kicked in. And so we were waiting all the time. We were hunting. You know, there were shops that sold one product, which... You might think, oh, yeah, Baker's Delight. <laughs> well, you know, they had, their, their bread shops had two products, uh, you know, chleb and baton, you know, the dark Russian black bread and sort of white bread that was never fluffy. And you're lucky if you got fresh bread because they would cook it one day, bake it one day, put it out the back and then move the bread forward and you'd be normally getting stale bread unless you picked it lucky enough that the fresh bread was coming forward. And you'd wait outside and you'd stand in the snow and you'd get inside and then you'd wait to pay, only to pay and get a ticket to join another line to then collect your bread. Because for some reason, the communist system decided that the people who were selling the tickets couldn't touch the bread and I don't know. Anyway, so you'd wait and wait and wait and you'd get the bread and finally, you know. And oh, and, and then they shut one hour a day for lunch. And depending on the shop, you, was, you didn't know if it was 12 or 1 or 2. And I knew our local bread shop was 1, so you'd always know, don't go at 1 to 2. But then at 2, that wasn't good enough, they wouldn't open the doors at 2 because they'd wait for a line to form and the people inside who had nothing better to do but just enjoy the sense of power would sort of wait to open the doors at maybe five or ten past. So anyway, uh, waiting can be challenging. Uh, uh, anyway, but hey, but Christmas Day is worth the wait, right? Because waiting, although it's challenging and annoying, it's wonderful in a sense because you appreciate what you've been waiting for when you get it. And if you didn't wait for it, you might not appreciate it as much. And so that's why we love Christmas. There's anticipation, there's presents, there's a feast, there's a gathering. And that's exciting and we look forward to it. And so there's excitement that gets built up. And what about if you were waiting not just for days or minutes or weeks, what about you were waiting for years, years and years, like hundreds of years? Well, if you're a keen amateur astronomer, stargazer, you'll be aware that tomorrow night, the two largest planets in our solar system are coming together closer than they've ever been than the Middle Ages. So it's the December the 21st, which is coincidentally our summer solstice, which means nothing when it's so rainy and cloudy, but apparently, you know, that's just a coincidence. So Jupiter and Saturn will appear to be closely aligned in our sky, so much so that they're apparently going to look like a double planet. Uh, and they call it a conjunction, apparently. And even though they're still millions of kilometres apart, they appear to us as if they're really closely aligned. And the last time this happened so close was 800 years ago. So I don't know if anyone's been lasting that long, but people are aware of it and waiting. And speaking of 800 years, that scripture, can we see it again, that Martin read, that is a prophecy written by the prophet Isaiah 
And it took about 800 years for that prophecy to be fulfilled. Talk about waiting. And all through the Old Testament, you know, there's hundreds of prophecies and predictions about the Messiah, the promised Saviour for all the Jewish people, the chosen people of God who had suffered so much and they were looking forward to the fulfilment of these kinds of statements, these prophecies about this child, this Saviour, this Messiah, this so chosen anointed one who would come and set them free. Well, the anticipation, they finally, the wait was over. The Messiah arrived. But notice that sometimes when you wait for something, when it appears, it's not always the way you thought it would come. That's exactly how it was for the people at that time. So we often need to, you know, adjust and adapt our expectations when you're looking forward to something. You may have a vision or a goal or an idea or a dream. This is what's going to happen. Who knows, in life, you've just got to adapt a little and adjust because it's not always going to happen the way you thought. For example, do we have any astronauts here this morning? Any, uh, any stuntmen? Any professional stuntmen? Uh, any famous uh, actors or movie stars or pop stars, rock stars? You know, so these are some of the, in fact, they were the only things that we thought about when we were kids when we were going to be. I, I think every boy I went to school with was either going to be a stuntman or an astronaut. There was no other career option that we considered <laughs> worthy of consideration. And, and, uh, and I think of my mates and it's like, well, no one quite made it, did we? You know, he's a builder and he did all right and he got a degree in this, but that's, yeah. Anyway, uh, we, 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 so kids, dream on. But be realistic as well, you know. And, uh, but hopefully your career and your life is, is still rewarding. You don't have to be an astronaut to enjoy life. Um, and some pop stars and famous people or models maybe have their challenges as well. But the point is things are different to what we often imagine. Um, ladies, how about the man you married? Did he really arrive on that white horse and sweep you off your feet and take you off to his palace of wealth? <laughs> well, maybe not. But he's got potential, <laughs> okay? <laughs> he's, he's a diamond in the rough, so keep praying and encouraging him. You never know what might happen, okay? So, but here's the point. If God is involved in what we're waiting for, you can trust that it's going to be awesome even if it's different to what you expected. And that is exactly what happened for the Jewish people. Their challenge was, as Ruth preached last week, Mary and jo Joseph... They, as Jewish people, knew that the Messiah was coming. Whoa, this is not what they were expecting. Mary was very challenged, but she had to trust God. And Joseph trusted God also, that he didn't have to divorce this woman. It's a bit of a shock. She's saying she's pregnant. He had nothing to do with it. But wow, this is a supernatural, sent from God, son of God. And yet he's the son of man. And so here he is. And for all the Jewish people, they also had to believe and trust God that this little baby was still the Messiah that had been promised so long ago. That he was still coming, even though he was coming with such humility, in such crazy, humble circumstances. God could have had him look like any other king and have a palace and a great entrance and angels of, you know, armies of angels. But he deliberately set it up to challenge people's faith, to say, will you trust me even if I do it differently? than the way you expected. And, uh, and they had to really extend their faith to know that he was still God, even though he was just a baby and then grew up 
and appeared to be just a man and that they, they had to trust God that, that he was sent here not to establish the kingdom that they wanted, the earthly kingdom that would rid them of Roman occupation, but a spiritual, heavenly, eternal, in, internal kingdom, a kingdom that we discover in our heart. And that may not have been what they were expecting, but it's always the best for us when we know God is involved. And that's what he came for. Because if Jesus had set up an earthly kingdom, it could have been awesome, would have been awesome. But like all other kingdoms, they rise and they fall and that would be the end of it. But his lasts forever. We go on forever. He's got answers for problems that no one else can come up with. No political solution or earthly kingdom can solve the problems that only God can solve. The deepest hurtful issues in life, our sin and the insecurities and relational challenges and conflicts and stuff and evil in the world, the kingdom of God comes and the kingdom of God is available. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And sadly, some people are looking to earthly kingdoms and earthly leaders sometimes for the leader who they'll really only find in Jesus. And he'll come and be the Prince of Peace, as this passage talks about, to bring the calm, the stability, the peace, the mental health, the well-being. So many people, so much talk is on about mental health issues. And, and they're real and people are struggling and, and Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no answer. Jesus is the way. That's a little song comes to my head sometimes. And so, we, you know, we can be assured that regardless of what's going on this year, this crazy year, and whatever, whatever else goes on in the world around us, the message of Christmas brings us hope, brings us a secure, firm foundation a kingdom that lasts forever that we can be part of. We are called citizens of God's kingdom when we believe in Jesus. And so, of course, if you're an Australian citizen, I guess most of us or all of us, are, I talked about this a few weeks ago, we're the best country in the world. Some idiot said we were fourth best, but I proved that wrong uh, by saying that we have beaches. Uh, and God bless Switzerland, Denmark and the other one, probably a Scandinavian country, you know, I'm sure they're nice, I've been to all three, I can't remember which were they, but you know, but praise the Lord we're in Australia, but beyond that it doesn't really matter what kingdom you're part of in this world, it doesn't matter at the end of the day whether people are facing even death with, with COVID or other circumstances or whatever crazy tragedy gets thrown at us in this world, we have a rock of hope and security and faith for the future, the eternal future that waits for us. And some people sadly get a little early, early mark and off they go, off into eternity. But in the big scheme of things, it's, it's not so tragic when we know Jesus. Yeah? And this little baby was not just a little baby, right? Because the government is on his shoulders. All the governments, the government of the whole universe is unlike any other baby because he grew up and he died for our sins so that we could be forgiven and welcomed into God's family. Isn't that awesome? That's the message of Christmas. And so they were looking forward to it. They were waiting and the wait now is over. And all we've got to do is look back, reflect, consider and believe in him, trust in him, obey him and follow him into a great future full of hope. Praise the Lord. All right, let us pray. Kids, you've been awesome. 
And uh, I trust you enjoyed, again, all these fantastic um, items. And I'm so grateful and thankful for all these people who have been practising. And again, Christmas Day, we'll have more of them. Come on, let's spend a moment just to pray and consider, again, the love of God shown to us through Jesus coming and how we should respond. Father, we thank you. Oh, God, we love you. We thank you for the the excitement of Christmas, uh, but we thank you also for the message that brings stability, peace, security, and hope in these challenging times where there's so much stress and fear, anxiety and worry. I pray that the peace of God that passes all understanding will come into people's hearts. We pray for people that we know people in our family, people at our workplace, people who need you, Lord. We pray that all the shaking going on will will stir them to look for the foundation that they need in you, that they will be seriously looking to Christ at this time and find the Christ in Christmas as their Saviour. Lord God, help us. And if you're here today, I want to encourage you. If you don't know Jesus personally, pray a prayer of commitment to Him. It's a simple act of faith to commit your life into His hands, to trust Him. And then you start reading the Bible, praying, joining a great church like this one and talking to others. It's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. No overstatement. And if you need to pray that prayer, come and talk to me afterwards or pray it with someone or on your own and then share it with others. Just a simple prayer of repentance and commitment. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We can all have this opportunity to follow you. And again, we pray for people to discover you at Christmas in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.